0: Welcome to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For more information, visit our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. <laughs> it's, it's good to be back. But uh, I guess I want to say thank you to everyone who's been praying and caring for me, and trust me, anytime I hear the sound of prayer over my life, I put my hand right on top of my eye because I believe that the prayer of faith makes Amen. a difference. And, and in this season where we've been talking about faith, it's, impossible that, it's important that we understand where it's coming from and how it works in its application. So I, I want to talk to us uh, about 24-7 faith. Uh, can you say to yourself there's something about faith that can be 24-7 yeah yeah there's something about faith that can be 24-7 I just want to give a shout out to all those that are worshiping with us uh, virtually Uh, thank you for being part of what God is doing Uh, and more importantly I also want to give a shout out to all those that are in person thank you so much for being here and I want to assure you that the the atmosphere here is awesome uh, and the goodness of God is here we we thank God for the fact that we can still do this even in person. And the Bible makes it clear where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he's present. And so if you are there uh, on the virtual end of things, I, I want you to sit down like you are with us. I want you to uh, excuse the environment and, and make sure you're honing in. Listen, uh, the presence of God is not necessarily uh, based on distance, uh, like uh, Pastor Vashti, uh, talked about it, I believe, last week. Uh, it's based on a dimension, uh, which means that heaven is not far, heaven is dimensional. And if you understand that, it changes the way you operate when it comes to flowing with God. So whether you are in your home or not, if you would take it seriously, you can enter into the same dimension that we are in. All right, and the power of God will meet you in the same atmosphere where you are. So we want to be focused. We want to be connected in the in in this moment. Listen, faith is for every day. Faith is for uh, uh, today. Faith is for tomorrow. Faith is for every moment. And it's more critical even in these times that we live in that we learn how to embrace faith. We learn how to. Uh, understand how it works. We learn where it's coming from. We learn how to move in it. And it's not all about uh, what you don't know, but it's about knowing what it is so that you can appropriate it and and let it be more effective in our lives. So we're going to read a couple of scriptures. I would ask Pastor Sybil to help me with the reading so that I don't have to uh, keep my eyes uh, trying to work excessively. So can we have uh, the white mic on so she can read and we read from Hebrews 10: 38. Uh, I want it from the amplified. Then you still stay in Hebrews. Uh, we go to chapter number 11, and then we'll read w- one, two, three, first three verses. Then we go to chapter number 12, and we read one and two. Then we'll go to uh, we'll uh, go to the book of John. We'll read just one verse. Uh, I'll still give it to you. And uh, John, that's John six. 63, then Genesis 12, 1 to 4. And I believe God will help us put it all together. Uh, Remember, we're looking at faith that has to do with 24-7. So wherever you are, I want you to pick your word, pick your Bible, and uh, let's go into the Word of God. The Word of God will do you good. It will do me good. And uh, so let's enjoy the Word of God. Hebrews 10, 38, from the Amplified. All right, so, no, just 38. So, faith is critical. They just must live by it. Now, anything that you're going to live by means you cannot live without it. All right, say it one more time. Anything that you're supposed to live by, you know, meaning if you try and live without it, you're limiting yourself. Just like you do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, faith is for daily living. Anything that uh, categorizes faith must be what you embrace for your 24-7. The just shall live by faith. Fishes need water to, to live. You as a believer needs faith to live. You don't have a choice in the matter. If you deviate from it, God would not have pleasure in you. We were created for his pleasure and his pleasure alone where we created. May the Lord keep you alive because you give him pleasure. May the Lord sustain you because you give him pleasure. And because you understand that you have this connection with him through faith that is necessary for your daily living. So, let's get to the next scripture, Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. All right, so let's go to Hebrews chapter number 12. You can go to the New King James with this one and just read two verses, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Yeah. Trust that the Word of God is blessing you as you look for it and as you find it, as you read it, as we read it together. Very important. No, no, you're, 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 you just read uh, chapter 11, just 12, 12, 12 1 and 2. So, let's go quickly to the book of John, John chapter number 6, verse 63. If you're getting tired of reading the Word, uh, I, I, I want to encourage you to check your, your love life. Mm. If you're getting tired, if you just want to hear me preach, uh, you just want to hear some exegesis, uh, uh, I think you need to check your love life. Uh, this is a love letter to you, so let's enjoy it. John six sixty three.
1: It is the Spirit who gives life. Mm-hmm. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak
0: to you are spirit and they are life. Amen. This is very important. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And let's go to Genesis chapter number 12 and 1 to 4. So, verse 4 says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Now, it's very important to understand so far that the the thing we call faith is something. Faith is a substance, all right? Uh, What kind of substance is it? Uh, It's something. uh, So, substances vary. All right, so there are substances that we can see. There are substances we cannot see. All right, but its origin is in God. The origin is in God. Now, if the origin is in God, and God is primarily spirit, all right, meaning faith lies within that realm of spirit. So we read in John 6 that Jesus says that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. All right, so we're looking... At this substance that is primarily coming from God that has an ability or has properties that make a difference. Now, Romans 10, 17 says that, so faith comes, it comes, faith comes, faith comes. Mm -hmm. Meaning it's not necessarily originated by me, it comes. Can someone say faith come? Right, faith comes, right? And it comes by hearing, it comes by hearing, and it says hearing by the word of God. Now, if you want to go into uh, um, the, the last word of God, it has to do with the rima. That means uh, the current word of God or what God is saying. Meaning, as you even read your word, what becomes faith is what God is saying out of it. And this is very important to realize that faith comes, and it comes because it's a message that is based on the Lord. It's a message that is based on Christ. It's a message that is about the good news. It's a message that is coming from God. So, we see Abraham taking a journey because he hears God telling him to do something. Uh, Please, uh, it's interesting when we uh, assume what faith is not. All right, so don't assume on faith, know what faith is. Now, faith, I would explain as a form of energy, a form of force. Why? It takes that level of energy to affect matter. Let me explain. So God speaks faith words into creation and things start happening. All right? Energy always affects matter. I say it one more time. Energy always affects matter. Now, if you hear this, meaning when God says that when someone is sick, call the elders and let them pray. And he categorizes the kind of prayer. He says the prayer of what? Faith. Meaning, don't pray what you think. Pray what God is saying because it becomes <laughs> it becomes a matter that now. an energy that can affect matter. Alright? Meaning that when you are praying for me, and I am receiving faith prayers, what is happening is that it's affecting my eye and bringing uh, healing quicker. So I go to the doctor, and because you guys are praying, the doctor tells me I'm healing faster than I should be. Why? Because there are people who are praying faith They are praying from a source that affects matter. That's why when we pray and we lay hands by faith, what we are releasing is words that are spirit that are able to influence matter. Now, just in case you're thinking, hey, man, you're taking this too far. Please, we put cups of water into microwaves And then we press the buttons for 30 seconds. And energy is released. Vibrating energy that hits the water molecules and heats it up. So energy affects matter. Now when you understand that faith is energy, that is coming from God. When God speaks, his word does not return to him void. It accomplishes what it was sent to do. It alters things when we speak them. So we want to understand that we are not just talking. We are wanting to be people that hear God and then speak accordingly. Make sense? You, can you now lift your hands if you can and say, now I get it. Amen. Faith, faith. Is, energy. It is energy that is coming from God. Coming from God. Now, the other thing I want us to also embrace is that faith is spiritual. All right? Faith is spiritual. Of course, its origin is God. Now, how many know that something that is spiritual Uh, has a different uh, dimension to it, Mm -hmm. all right? So, uh, for example, the waves of my, the sound of my words are going through walls. Words are carriers. Words operate in different dimensions. Words can be used in the dimension of life. It can be used in the dimension of death. Words can be used Uh, In the natural, words can also be used in the spiritual. Now, one of the things that happens with the spiritual realm is that words are one of the major conduits through which spiritual activity is transferred. All right, so when you understand that, that means that the faith words I have that are spiritual words that God has spoken to me has the capability of affecting different realms. That's why when you have faith words, not words that you made up yourself, not words that someone said to you, those words are able to make a difference. It's able to change how things are working in your life. It's able to make you different in relating to the circumstances. So I pray that in this season, even as we're dealing with this pandemic, we would not just be using masks, which is good, all right? But let's add faith to the mask also. Yeah, let's add faith to all the things that we're doing. Let's understand that faith can be used on a 24-7 basis. Now, faith also, because it comes by hearing. Can we just look at the the phenomenon of hearing? You know, when I say I hear something, it doesn't always mean that I heard words. Sometimes I can see and hear. All right, let me give you, for those of you who are saying, show me Bible, chapter, and verse. Habakkuk 2, verse 1. The prophet said, I will stand at my watch and I will see what the Lord says. Whatever he sees, he hears. Now, how many of us have had dreams? Now, in the dream, you heard someone talking. Was it audible? Alright, so you can hear at dimensions that are not only limited to the natural hearing. So when God says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, I don't want you to limit it to the fact that, well, you didn't hear God's voice bellowing in your room. As we hear the Word of God, God sometimes impresses His voice in our hearts. So sometimes you can hear by how you are feeling in an atmosphere. You can hear by discerning, you can hear by perceiving, and of course you can hear by hearing. So John on the Isle of Patmos would hear Jesus saying, let them who have ears hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Now, how does the Spirit of the Lord sound? So because faith comes by hearing, I want every one of us to say to God, God, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. I, I, I need to hear you. Yeah. So in the midst of reading his word, you know, God would say specific things to you as a result of that which we're reading. Some of you have had God already say things to you when we just were reading the scriptures. All right. Some of you have had God speak to you whilst we were worshiping. Some of you have heard God already, even before you came. Some of you, some of the scriptures we're reading, God got you to read it. And you're like, oh, wow. All right, so God is trying to get your attention. Now, this is very important as we walk with God 24-7. I'll say it one more time. This is very important because it's necessary for you to hear God. Now, faith also is evidence. All right, now God will do a thing and he would give you evidence. And that evidence is supposed to let you know that God has spoken to you. And that God would do it. So I'll give you an example. David kills the lion, kills the bear, and he stands in front of Goliath and he's beginning to pout as if God spoke to him. No, he had evidence. What had happened had given him evidence that that Goliath is going to come down. Why? Because in the acting of God's hand on his life, what God was saying to him in the victory was that, listen, boy, I am with you. Listen, anytime you take a stand for me, I take a stand for you. All right? Now, you may not hear that, but he's hearing that because faith is evidence. Does anyone have evidence about what God can do? Faith is confirmation. All right? So, if it's confirmation, uh, and it's not confirmation based on uh, physical evidence, but the irreliability of the origin where it's coming from. Alright, so based on the evidence, based on the confirmation, he's saying that, listen, God helped me defeat the lion, God helped me defeat the bear, so God, I'm just telling you that you're going to be defeated today. This is not a day to lose. This is the day for me to have victory, but it's unfortunate for you, your head is going to be cut off. Now, anytime God does a thing for me and you, he expects us To hear and receive faith. You see now, if you don't understand this, you will just be like the the disciples who, after they had seen the feeding of the 5,000, get into the boat. And they are dealing with a storm and Jesus is asking them, where is your faith? Meaning you lost it. Meaning you have it in your back pocket. Meaning you didn't understand that what happened in the feeding of the 5,000, that you were part of, you were front seat. You guys were part of the distribution of the bread that was expanding before your eyes. How come you didn't hear what the Spirit of God was telling you? So I came to challenge some of us, listen, the Spirit of God has done enough for us, and it's time sometimes to just camp around and say, God, what were you saying to me? God, what were you saying to me? What were you showing me? so that we don't get off and begin to say things that God never said, but we know that God did this, and God has given us the reason why he did it, so that on our next encounter, the next moment, we'll have what it takes to deal. Can someone say faith 24-7? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jesus was trying to teach the disciples that you got to to take what God is saying and begin to journey with it. Begin to journey with it. Begin to journey with it. Now, see, faith is a substance, right? If faith is a substance, it means uh, that it is definitely something. Doesn't matter the realm in which it is, but what that substance does is that it has the ability to tinker with the visible. All right? Just like the microwave, uh, its uh, energy is invincible but touches visible things. This faith has a way of uh, touching things. All right? Now, the first person that touches touch is me. All right? So, we see in Hebrews uh, uh, where there's a A catalog of people who began to be touched by faith and began to do things. All right? So, beyond you looking for faith to do something for you, can faith begin to affect you? Can faith begin to affect you? Now, that's why you see Jesus make comments like, your faith. Your faith has made you whole. All right? Now, the fact that he said it's yours doesn't mean the origin is you. And this is very important. All right? All things that are mine are not necessarily originating from me. Remember the word of God says, what have you that you did not receive? Meaning, my hair, I'm responsible for it. But I am not the originator of it. But it's mine. All right? So, their faith must move from it being God's to becoming yours. Can someone stretch their hands and say, I will own my faith. I will own my faith. I will own my faith. Listen, there are things that God has done for you that you've got to own it. Some of us have seen miracles that nobody was a partaker of it. Nobody was responsible. It was God. It must become yours now. It becomes yours by believing. It becomes yours by receiving. It becomes yours by acting on it. Oh my God, I'm, I'm just excited about this. All right, so, so, so this is faith, you know, so please, sometimes we, we would say, well, uh, um, I don't have faith. Sometimes it's not that you don't. What you have, you have not owned it yet. Right. What you have. Sometimes you want another word. It's not another word that is important. It's uh, more important to do with what you have than what you don't have. Now, the importance of this is I want you to go to to the book of Hebrews. I'll just show you something. It must be yours. If it's not yours, don't operate in it. It becomes very dangerous for me to operate in Pastor Francis' faith. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? I can use his faith as an example. But please, if God has not cleared you on it, don't jump on it. All right? Thank God for how God is using Pastor Sybil. But it becomes dangerous for me to just join without being sure that God is saying the same thing to me. Some of, us are move, some of us are making moves based on others. We've all had casualties because there was a move economically, and we joined the bandwagon, and God never told me to do it, and I'm paying for doing it. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His mercy. We don't want to be casualties in this season. We don't want to be following everybody in this season. We want to be people that hear God. Right, so Hebrews eleven twenty nine. Hebrews eleven twenty nine 29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Do you see that there? The whole exercise of going through the Red Sea was by faith. My God, the guy stretched forth his hand and the water spattered. In the book of Psalms, the Bible says that the sea saw them and fled. All right? Meaning that these guys who were operating in faith had a substance that was manipulating the sea. Making the sea part, the sea sees them and says, "Oh, oh! Here are people walking on what God is saying. Give way." Then behind them comes the next crew, which the Egyptians attempting to do were drowned. They didn't hear God. What's the difference between the Egyptian and the? the, the, the they were all skin, same skin tone. How could you tell the difference? The difference was someone had received words. Faith words. And they were moving. And the others were not part of it. Can someone lift their hands and say, God help me. God help me. Listen, some of the time we get ourselves in jams not because God is not speaking, but I'm adding things that God is not. So, we read about Abraham, and, and I wanted us to, to read Abraham, because Abraham, we all know, is called the father of what? Okay. Now, no, now he's the father of faith, all right? Now, the reason why he's the father of faith is not because we, we're not using the word father to mean the originator. We're using father to mean the example, all right? Or the prototype. Meaning, if you want to see how faith works, and you haven't seen anyone working faith walk in faith, live in faith, go to Abraham, all right? And the Bible is very careful to put enough chapters of his life. As a matter of fact, you read from 12 all the way to probably 25 where he's buried, all right? But you see him living this faith walk, all right? There's an account in in Romans, and when I read the Romans account, you know, I'm wondering, the Bible says that he did not waver in faith. Oh, my goodness. But when I read the account in Genesis, I'm saying that old dude had issues. I mean, he had conversations with God. He was struggling. You know, he started when he was 85. We read that, right? He started when he was 85. He had the promise happening when he was 20 years old that means it took 25 years for it to come to pass on the 24th year nothing was happening he was negotiating with God he said listen we got this Isaac uh, this Ishmael guy on board why don't we settle with him God said uh I promised you that it's going to come from Sarah yeah. I said it was going to come from Sarah and that is my word I gave you, and that is what generates faith, that is what would cause things to happen. So, of course, I mean, he, he decides to give him an upgrade. So, on the 24th year, what God does is that he changes his name from Abram to Abraham, all right? Then changes Sarah's name from Sarai to Sarah, all right? Now, what happens that within 24, within nine months of proclaiming faith words over one another. Proclaiming. You remember, Abraham had a whole uh, community. He, he, he was a, a whole uh, village or, 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 or township, if you please. I mean, he had over 300 bodyguards. So you can imagine. He had an army. So he, he had a whole community. Now, everybody in that community was saying one thing. For the next nine months, everybody was saying the faith-filled words. Proclaiming over him, Abraham, father of nations. And within nine months, baby was born. I pray that you will hear God's word and begin to make the proclamations over the issue. Because it's it's 24-7. 24-7. Now when we look at our father or our example, I mean, the guy was doing what he knew to do. All right, God was intentional to chronicle it, to let us know that in the midst of our mistakes, faith did not leave your house. Someone listening to me, you made a bad choice, but what God said to you originally has not left you. It is still available. You can always go back and take it up, dust it and say, God, here I am. So the promise was not made after he had made a mistake. It was made before he made a mistake. And the Bible records that he was, it was accounted to him for righteousness because he believed God. May that which you believe be accounted on your behalf. Listen, we enter into Abraham's uh, system in Christ Jesus. We are people who sometimes struggle. But I thank God that God always comes to, to help us. So, we call Abraham the father. But we read from Romans 12 that Jesus is the author and the finisher. Now, the difference between an author and the father is the author is the originator. Did you hear that? So, your faith must originate in Christ. It must originate in God. It must be the Holy Spirit speaking to you. I don't care whether he's going to speak to you directly, going to get you to to hear him through how you feel or how you you, you experience something or by prophecy. Whatever way it is, it must originate from God. Some of us are saying, well, if the pastor said it, it must be God. No, sir, no, ma'am. Sometimes we speak what we feel. We don't always speak what God says, all right? There's nothing wrong with the general counsel of God. As a matter of fact, we work with the general counsel of God. But there are specific things that God would highlight for certain things we have to do. So, in the midst of we living life, there is the general principles of God's Word, the general things God expects us to do. And, of course, there are the specific things. So, for example, you don't need to hear God before you obey, thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not come. Yeah, those are not suggestions. Those are a way of life of a people who are called by God. So, Jesus is the author and the what? Finisher. Now, the reason why I like the addition of him being the finisher is that if he begins it, you help me. How many have been tired halfway? Yeah, you know, there are times you're believing God, you're, you're still holding on. I remember there was a time, you know, Pastor Sybil was saying, how are you doing? I said, man, I'm holding on, but my hands are, are sweaty and I'm, I'm losing grip. That's when the finisher comes to help us. The author and the finisher. If he started it, he knows how to help me. Right? If he started it, then he would... Look at Abraham. Abraham needed help. After 24 years, God said, oh God, you know... He said, oh, God to himself, right? If I don't help these guys, it's not going to happen. You know, remember Sarah. Sarah at one point said to Abraham, Abraham, you know what? Uh, Why don't you look at this route and see what will happen? All right? The child was born. But the child was not the answer. The child was not the solution. It kind of looked like something was happening, but because they were helping God. But that is not the way God wants it. I don't know who it is that is hearing me loud and clear. Don't try and help God. Don't try. See, the whole thing about hearing from God is a relational thing. Sometimes we need to spend time to get things out of one another. You want me to talk to you? And you want it on on uh, a drive-through basis? It's not going to work. Sometimes they're they're worshiping with God, they're hanging around with God, they're reading of his word, and then he drops you a nugget or two. You understand me? He's not withholding it. Why? Because faith is not something that he gives to, quote-unquote, people who don't want to do anything with it. Faith is not something you mess around with. Faith is too important to think that, you know, yes, you know, God in his mercy can drop information to us even when we were not saved. All right. It takes faith to receive faith, period. All right. When I was receiving Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, I had no clue what I was doing. But the Spirit of God was behind it, engineering it, and telling me, this is right. This is what you need to do. Accept him. The, yes, and when I accept him and later find out, okay, my, my, oh, my, okay God was in all this all the time so god will be working with you so if you're listening to me and and you have not given your life to christ you know the holy spirit at this point is probably tagging on your heart and saying it's time you gave your life to him you are hearing the spirit of god telling you that jesus is the lord and savior listen there are no many ways to come to the father it's only one way Jesus, So I want you to accept him, open your heart, and allow him to come in your life, and your life will be transformed. Anytime faith is released by God, something of a corresponding reaction must take place. So you don't sit on your faith, you do something with your faith. Now your ups and downs have nothing to do with the fact that God has spoken to you. So, I want to take you to uh, the book of Hebrews, just some fascinating things that happen. So, Hebrews 11.3 says, by faith we understand. Faith gives us an understanding beyond uh, just the the school we attend, uh, beyond uh, the normal uh, natural comprehension of things. Uh, faith. That means God can speak into a thing and give you understanding. God can clear it out. I pray that those that are looking for the cures, may you receive from God. Those that are, are working with, with all kinds of uh, complicated uh, issues governmentally, may God give you insight. Now, if you understand this faith, your reaction is very different. Someone in, in, who is a designer listening to me, God is going to speak to you. He's going to release what you may end up thinking that is a good idea. But I suggest to you, it's a faith thought that has come to you. Faith is is God's way of thinking, God's way concerning an issue. May you receive, them that are in all kinds of industries, all kinds of mountains of society, may you receive from God today. May you receive a, a wave of information for your business. Whatever it is, may God's injection make a difference. So the beginning of verse four, we see uh, uh, God speak to Abel, and it's recorded. I'm reading the Amplified. It says, "Prompted, actuated by faith, Abel brought God a better and more acceptable sacrifice than Cain." How did it happen? Because God, He had God and acted on it. And I pray that today, as you give, that you will give an offering. Because you had God. You know, sometimes we hear God say to us to do things, but because we don't put it in the category of faith, we do not take it serious. But what makes it work is that you believe the origin of it. You believe the source of it. So I want to challenge those of us that have not given. All right? I I believe in uh, bringing your offering even before we start worship. I believe in you preparing your offering before we gather You know, so if you haven't done that, I I want to encourage you. Just like Abel brought an offering to God by faith. Now, where do you give? You can go to myhouseofworship.org forward slash given, and God will bless you. God will honor you, all right? If you don't know what to do, you can call us and we'll show you what to do. But be moved by what God tells you. Be encouraged. God will not ask you to give what you don't have. All right? So, we can begin to give in the faith category. And I want to challenge someone. That which you give by faith will yield results. Why? Because God would honor it. The Bible says that when we give to the poor, we lend to God. Imagine God paying you back. He's not going to give you exactly what you gave. May your giving be marked by faith today. So faith, in verse 5, is described like this. Because of faith, Enoch was caught up and transferred to heaven so that he did not have the glimpse of death. Ooh. What did God say to him? How did he act? And then that which was the norm for the way of men, that individual, Enoch, never tasted of it. Why? Faith was at work. May faith begin to tinker with the things around you. Verse 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God and be satisfactory to Him. Meaning that the pleasure of God is, is released around us because of faith. What you heard God say, and you are putting it into effect. There's a parent listening to me. You are having great challenges with your child. Listen, God looks down and is pleased with you. You have not given up, you are taking care of this child the best you can, and you are bringing pleasure to the Lord. May the Lord honor you in the days to come. May the Lord bless you. Those of us that are are doing things in the midst of the inconveniences causing us, but are giving God pleasure, may the Lord honor you in the midst of it. Can someone lift their hands and say... Faith will cost me to please God. Faith will cost me to please God. Yes, sometimes, you know, you may be, you may be sitting in your room and, and you hear the Spirit of God say to you, stand. Can you just stand and just give God pleasure? You know, the things that please God may amaze you. I was in a zoo one day, and I went to that part where they had this hippo. I'm talking about the hippopotamus, right? I looked at this hippo. I looked at his face, I looked at his body, huge. To me, there was nothing beautiful about it. But the word of God says that God takes pleasure in the people. And I was looking at this animal and I was thinking, I mean God, couldn't you have made it look like a dog a little bit? Couldn't you have given it a, a, a bit more cute features? But in my eyes, I thought that thing was not cute. Now, later down that line, I learned by someone who is a, uh, uh, helps in uh, uh, world conservation teaching me about one of the functions of the hippo, that the hippos are very instrumental in preventing the rivers from blocking, the rivers from being, uh, uh, the reeds that grow in the rivers from blocking them, because they are so huge and massive that when they move, they Break down everything and the rivers can flow. Now, I can see God looking at the hippo and saying, my goodness, this is phenomenal. But I'm in the zoo looking at the hippo and thinking, this thing is nothing fun. Listen, you don't know that act of yours. That is bringing glory to God. God, Chapter 7 says, sorry, I said chapter 7. Verse 7 says, prompted by faith, Noah being forewarned by God concerning Events of which were yet, which had no evidence or sign, took heed and diligently and reverently constructed and prepared an act for the deliverance of his own family. Faith will make you do things that others will say you're crazy. I mean, we know that this man, Noah, preached for 120 years. You can imagine, preached for 120 years and he got only eight souls, including himself. But he built an ark to bring salvation. Faith will make you do things. Listen, to do something for 120 years and not give up, it's not natural. So I want to commend those of you that are holding on to what God has said to you. Are holding on to what God has spoken to you. Holding on to what, listen, I'm not talking about holding on to your ego. Sometimes we hold on to our ego. Sometimes we don't want to give up certain things because we are too vested in it. I don't want to give up that man because, you know, it's a vested, I'm vested uh, five years of my time and resources and and God never said a thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when God has said something to you and you're holding on to what God is saying, irrespective of what it looks like. It takes faith. It takes the Spirit of God saying something that can sustain you. Remember, faith is a substance that alters matter. That alters. When people are saying that you cannot, when you yourself are telling yourself you cannot, faith would say you can do it. The mic was here all the time. I was wondering why it was. I'm so sorry. Is it okay still? All right. Praise the name of the Lord. Then verse 8 will say, Hebrews 11 verse 8 will say, edged on by faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and went forth to a place which he had, yeah. So, it was faith that edged him on. He wasn't going because Abraham was this mighty man of God. You and I read the text and we know that Abraham had issues. Abraham was contending. Thank God for that which is faith. That comes into us and begins to make us a different people. Because we believe it, God stays with it. Because we hold on to it, God stays with it. So when I have faith, when you have faith, it's backed by God. That's why the the the, the woman who touched the hem of the garment When Jesus said, your faith has made you whole, it was not an origination of hers. It was originating from God. And when God touches God, something would happen. When God touches God, something must happen. So I'm trusting God that in this week, we would hear God. That which we've heard already, we'll begin to put it in effect, urged by faith. May someone be urged, someone listening to me, urged by faith, encouraged by faith. Verse 9 of Hebrews 11 says, prompted by faith. Prompted. So he's urged, he's prompted. Now he's living in a place that has been given to him by promise. But he's a stranger in that same land. It takes God's prompting to tell you, hold your horses, I'm going to bless you. It takes God to convince you that, listen, promotion is coming, stop scheming. It takes God to say, the way they're looking at you sideways, I'm giving you that throne, but I need you to hold your horses, I'm, I'm coming, I have a plan. It takes God to tell Joseph in the prison that, listen, Joe, I haven't forgotten you. It takes God to make you say, you know, I, I know what God has said. It's not happening, but I am still holding on to that which. Somebody listening to me, please don't take the plan B. Please, please. By all means, don't take the plan C. Don't move beyond the God. Faith is moving you. Faith is propelling you. Faith, faith is urging you. Faith is prompting you. Oh, my God. Uh, I've been sitting on verse 11 for a long time. You know, every now and then in prayer, doing prayer, I, I, the Spirit of God would quicken me to go back to it. Now, this one says, because of faith, also Sarah, Sarah herself, because of faith, Sarah has May someone, because of faith, also receive for yourself. All right? So, Sarah herself received physical power. Faith is a substance that alters matter. Faith is a substance that that changes that status quo. It alters us. It alters the things around us. It makes things happen. You know, faith is a substance of things what? Hopeful. You know, so that which is hopeful is invincible, but faith makes it become a reality. What am I talking about? In case you think I'm, I'm cuckoo, go and even check on quantum physics. Things appear because you looked. When you don't look, it's not there. When you look, it shows up. It behaves based on what you anticipate it to. There are realms in which God sometimes would like us to understand that when he's talking about faith, it's a real deal. It's for 24-7 living. Listen, you are a saint. You have given your life to Christ. There is no point in underutilizing faith. There is no point in underutilizing this critical thing that God has given us to live by. The just shall live by faith. And it's supposed to be 24-7. I challenge you. I charge you. Don't underlive faith. Don't underutilize faith. Don't be one that does not Delve in what faith can do. Listen, faith is not only for getting greats old. Faith is for making things happen. Faith is for expanding the kingdom of God. Faith is for letting others know that Christ has come and has made a difference. And they can come into Christ as well. So because of faith. Now, this is the part I, 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 wanna, I want someone to, to get, get a hold of. He says, uh, even when she was long past the age for it. Anyone passed you certain things? Anyone passed you certain things? Can I say to you, listen, faith can begin to reorganize your past dues. Faith can be. You know, someone is saying, I'm past you having a husband. I came to tell you, faith can reorganize that. I'm, I'm, I'm past you having children. Faith can reorganize that. I'm past you starting a business. Faith can reorganize that. I'm past you starting a ministry. God, faith can reorganize that. I'm past you. You know, you're thinking that your business cannot grow because of where you are. You are past you. Faith can reorganize it. By faith, Sarah also, even when she was past year. You're talking about God. You're talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth. You are talking about the one who sees chaos and, and begins to speak faith words over the earth. And the earth begins to take form. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And it's by faith that the, world, the worlds were framed. May you frame your world. May you frame your tomorrow. May you frame the days ahead of you. We are not talking about guesswork. Listen, some of you listening to me, you may be asking God for a thing. Be patient. Hang around God. You may take on a fast and say, God, you've got to speak to me. You may chill when you're going to bed and say, God, speak to me. Because I need some faith-filled words. I, I need to hear you, and I need this thing that is called faith to walk with me 24-7. And I pray that today that you will not leave this Gathering the same. I pray that today you will not leave this time of fellowship with the author and the finisher of our faith. I pray that you will not see faith as, you know, have you heard people say, I'm living by faith. Anytime they say that, they are saying that I am broke, I have nothing, and I'm struggling, and it's by faith. It's not faith they are talking about. They are talking about something else. Don't misconstrue what faith is. You know, sometimes when I don't have money and I I will go out and, and I'm saying by faith, you didn't hear God telling you to go. You did not go by faith. Let's not confuse ourselves. Let's not confuse our our angels. And please rebuke that brother or sister who says that I'm doing it by faith when they are not doing it by faith. Because what is happening is that that person is part of the body of Christ and they would have an erroneous view of what faith is. Faith is a substance. It's a title deed. It's evidence of things hoped for. And it's not dictated by things that are seen. So please, it's not a confusing thing. By faith, we understand. So if you need clarity, I need you to listen to the teaching again. But more importantly, go back to God and say, God, speak to me. God, speak to me. Listen, when it's faith, you will say, surely, surely. When it's faith, you will say, this I know. When it's faith, you will say, dole, dole. When it's faith, you will say, gani, gani. When it's faith, you will say things that, this. listen, some of us will say, I know this in my gut. For for Abraham to walk up the mountain with his son, and his son asking him, where is the sacrifice? He spoke as a man who had walked with God 24-7. The Bible says in Hebrews and explains that he knew that if he had killed a guy, God would raise him up. He knew. He saw Sarah resurrect. He saw things that were not possible happen. Why? And if God says, get to the mountain and kill him, he knew something. He wasn't walking on this uh, uh, made up, cooked up faith. Stop cooking up your faith. Stop convincing others to do things when you haven't had God tell you to tell them to do stuff. Stop believing things. Sometimes someone says something to you, and in your spirit, you know it's not God. Have the courage to be polite and say them, to them no. When God hasn't spoken, he hasn't spoken. And sometimes God speaks, but you don't know. So don't be quick to discount when you're not sure yourself. But today, I just want you to embrace the fact that God is with you. That the faith-filled words are available to fill every one of us. Can someone lift their hands wherever they are and say, God, thank you. Thank you you for releasing faith-filled words into my life. Thank you for making me one that can walk by faith. Thank you for making me someone who, irrespective of wherever I am, Abraham was not perfect, but he walked by faith. And so can I. Jesus, thank you for being the author and the finisher of our faith. And that which you have spoken concerning us, we are able to complete them because of you, Jesus. Help us this day. Help us this day. Wherever we are in the nations, it is the same God. Wherever we are is the same Christ. Wherever we are, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above that which you can ask or think. Today I speak a blessing of God over you. I ask that as you walk with God, You walk with God's word, specifically because of what we're talking about. Let the faith that has been released be yours. Just as he said to Abraham, he said to him that God, he himself, will make you great. I pray today that the Lord himself will make you great. May he bless you with abundant increase of favor. May he make your name famous and distinguished. As you walk with faith 24-7. May you become the blessing that dispenses blessings of good to everyone else that comes within your space. May your nation not lack because of you. May the Lord bless you and confer on you prosperity, confer on you joy, confer on you increase. Now I ask him according to that which he blessed Abraham. That if anyone would rise up and release curses or uses words that are Against your destiny. May the Lord himself. Do the same to them. And by you may the families. The communities that you dwell in be blessed. May others bless themselves. By seeing the blessing that God is doing in your life. May this week be full of excitement as you walk in the generosity of God's words that fill your life with faith. May God's peace clothe you and defend you. May the Lord protect you even in this season. We speak a blessing over the nations that may be registering high numbers in the COVID. We command the numbers to go down. God, you are able to preserve life. Preserve that which you created. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name. And everyone will say, Oh, come on, can I hear believing amen? Wherever you are, may the Lord bless you. Thank you so much. And one more time, we just want to say thank you to all those that have tuned in from Uh, the different nations from Tanzania, from the UK, uh, from, of course, the Americas. uh, And may the Lord bless you. May the Lord uphold you. May the Lord keep you. Watch over you till we meet again. And want to encourage you. uh, On Wednesday, we'll gather again at 7.30, at same, uh, uh, this time virtually. So everyone, please invite someone. I want to challenge us as the body of Christ. What an opportunity to invite people church. It's easier now to invite people to church. It's easier to tell someone, and and do it way in advance. Shoot them uh, uh, stuff um, two, three times before the event. And let's see what God will do. That by you, someone will taste of the goodness of God. That they will give their lives to Christ. And they will begin to walk in faith 24-7. May the blessings of the Lord be upon you and your house. Thank you so much for being part of what God is doing in the nations. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the House of Worship podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message and were blessed by it. For more information, visit us at our website at www.myhouseofworship.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.